my goodness. Welcome wow. to the podcast. Wow. Welcome. It's your boys. We're mediocre. We're delighted that you have elected to grace us with your presence. We're elated. Oh. We're elated. I was going to say. We're related. I was going to say <laughs> elated, but it was going to be a weird sentence. Yeah. We're elated that you have elected to yeah. entertain our, our entertainment podcast. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joining me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Christopher. Yes. A word for I'm, the people. I'm, I'm elated to be here. Elated is I'm, Chris's I'm word. I'm related to be here. I'm related <laughs> to to being here right now. Joining me as well, yep. Daniel. Is me. A word for the people. A word for the people. Uh, people, listen. Y'all got to calm down. Like, just in general. That's a good word. And your trusty back pocket big wheeze. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back pocket. <laughs> it's been in my back pocket because. the whole time. Look in my pocket. I'm always here when you pull need out me. big wheeze. <laughs> but you never know when I'm not. So <laughs> we've got a good one for you. Oh shoot! We're gonna get into some coffee. Oh, man. we're gonna get into wow. some hot yeah. topics. Oh, we're getting into hot topics. Yeah, we're going to hot topics. We're gonna go to I miss hot topics. Does hot topics really? still oh, exist? Really. Are you serious? Oh, I okay. honestly, I was, I was a hot topic guy. Yeah. Wow. Back in the day, because they sense. had the band team. Were you a goth girl? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. This podcast episode is about. I was Chris being. My a body goth was girl. about being the whitest white skin I could possibly Did have. You say the my, darkest. My body was my body about was it. About <laughs> and the, the darkest eyes. Yeah. That I could possibly have. Yeah. And, and like, the darkest hair. You know, yeah. yep. it's it was all contrast. Yep. Like if you take the contrast and turn it all the way up, right, that's a goth. Right, and the saturation yeah, all the saturation, way down. Yeah, saturation down. down. Yeah. yeah. And you pick luminance for your grayscale. <laughs> Does that accurately describe you? <laughs> yes, yes. That's exactly who I was. I don't think I've ever been to a Hot Topic. Really? I've been to PacSun. Yeah, that, PacSun is like... Mm, is it like expensive Hot Topic? No, because PacSun... Like it, it was expensive like, when I went in there. surfers. <laughs> yeah. And people who want to be I mean, surfers. They had some pants in there that were like a hundred bucks. They did have like, expensive Man. stuff. But I Hot Topic joggers from yeah. PacSun. Oh, yeah? yeah. And they were like 40 bucks. And they oh, tore a hole in them real quick. So. Dang. Freak you, PacSun. Yeah, know, yeah right? you know what? We don't want your sponsors. Get I've never here. been in a, a Hot Topic, though. Get in here so really? we can fight you. I've just been by them. Hot Topic was... I mean, I haven't been since I was in like middle school. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember it being like... Kind of like Spencer's gifts, yeah, but more family friendly. Like without wait, the gifts. hot topic was more family friendly than, than Spencer's, Spencer's gifts. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Because it was like band tees and right. like, but it had more of like a it punky was like, it was like emo. Yeah. Like it was the front emo. half of Spencer's gifts. Yeah, Spencer's exactly. without the gifts. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to give you guys an idea of the topic, yep, the hot we put out our let's argue. Yeah, recently we did. We did. put out a feeler people were giving us answers it was great one that we did not address mm. what did it say specifically that live music is uncomfortable and annoying yes or was that it uh or that something to that effect basically uncomfortable was definitely in there it said uncomfortable and unenjoyable unenjoyable i think was the term that's hard terminology and objectively bad i will pull up the exact <laughs> It's wrong. So <laughs> morally, morally reprehensible. <laughs> so that's 
an interesting take. Yeah. Something we're going to talk about a little bit. Hot take? Yeah. It's a bit of a hot take. It's not as hot as Hot Topic. So we'll do a little bit of discussing. Live music, studio music, pros and cons. Is there any merit to this egregiously warm opinion? Warm. (laughs) Uh, But first... Ooh. Who's um, like hosting this this cup? Talking through the who's, room? Yeah, who's hosting the cup? I mean, I, I feel like it's a joint host. Yeah. Because uh, I, I brought it. <laughs> you brought it, but you don't. Yeah, I don't want it. You don't identify by it. No, no, no. Let me go over. Should we let me go over the here? packaging here. Yeah. So this is by your friendly neighborhood uh, coffee roasters, Dunkin' Donuts. The original blend, pre-ground, medium roast, Visit DuncanNation.com for product offers and news. Oh, wow. Duncan Try Nation. it hot or iced. Oh, so yeah. Try it hot or iced. Um, so <laughs> this is 100% premium Arabica coffee. Oh, that's it's a spe- Arabica? That's wow. As specific as they'll get. No as way. As specific as it gets. You mean that's the plant name? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is there any other information about this on here? It's original. So. There's just history about Dunkin' Donuts. Original blend? Original blend. Yeah, it's original. The original Medium coffee. Roast. Original blend is the coffee that made Dunkin' Donuts famous, featuring a rich, smooth we'll taste unmatched by <laughs> others. Now you can experience that signature Dunkin' Donuts taste at home. There's no roasted date on here, oh, but there what? is an enjoy by or best if used by July 15th, <laughs> 2020. Best. But it'll stay. Yeah, but it'll it, it's best. best by then. <laughs> so that July fifteenth, twenty twenty. Today is November tenth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. So that's a decent amount of time from today. Oh yeah, yeah. But I've had that bag <laughs> for at least a month, if not longer. Go. That's good. So this is probably like a one year shelf life. I would say so. Yeah. Who's who? We won't. We won't get into why I that's. Glass for me. Sam chose okay, OD. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'm gonna reserve all judgment. Until it's time to be in the all right out of ten. Let's pour this. I want to be as fair to Duncan as possible. Watch it be so good. <laughs> I mean, hey, I want to be as fair as possible. Um, all right, there's half cup for Chris. Do, do, do pour in a half cup about the Sam? history of Dunkin' Donuts because it's like all on here. Like in 1950, in 19- Quincy, Massachusetts, <laughs> eight thousand shops. That's I mean, Dunkin', <laughs> I got respect for Dunkin'. For just creating like a huge large. franchise, yeah. yeah. Is eight thousand a big number for, for like a chain like this? Yeah, I think so. How many like fifty states in this country? How many Subways only got like are there? Subways getting close to like ten thousand, eleven thousand. Really? Locations. How many McDonald's do you think are out there? I guaranteed a it's million. Way more than. Dunkin do you think Donuts. it's six figures? Dunkin' Donuts hasn't uh, made a lot of headway in like the West Coast. That's true. It's more of an East Coast, definitely Northeast thing. Yeah. And man, yeah, people man. up north, you know. They love, hey, and I, I was one of them. Hey, you, you want to go to Dunkin'? Man, Dunkin' Donuts was the joint, but I didn't Dunkies. drink the coffee. They call it Dunkies. Yeah, Dunkies. Yeah, well, no, we didn't. There are. <laughs> so some sources claim, apparently this is up in the air, um, that there are closer to 16,000 McDonald's in the U.S. Oh, just in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. just in the U.S. Worldwide. I don't know. Let's find out. Big, big number. All right, I'm going in, going boys. For the nose first. Oh, we're nosing. Nose is very uh, smells of light. Not smells a lot of, of nose. Smells like on coffee. This one. Smells of grounds. 
<laughs> smells of arabica beans. It smells. I'm gonna be honest. It smells a little cardboardy to me. Yeah, are uh, you getting that little filter papery? I gotta be honest. The sip is so inoffensive. I. It's not bad, and I can see how in 1956 is that what I'm it said? reaching okay. for a flavor note here. How in 1950 that this would be now, the best stuff around. Mm-hmm. This I is can see that. like drip grind. Yeah, and we did it in a pour over. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it, it. I mean, it dribbled through those grounds like so fast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a little weak. You know, it, it's not that bad right now. I, but I can totally drink this. But oh yeah, that's the thing about yep. donkeys. It's yeah. so drinkable. A little uh, but that doesn't equate to good. No. I kind of I anticipated there being like just the gross, like you know, Folgers and Maxwell right. House yeah. that like burntness, right. like that ash flavor. Yeah. There's none of that. It's not just yeah. It's like there's a little bit of tinge in it, but other than that, yeah. it's mostly. Half of it's because it's kind of weak. Yeah, it's kind of under extracted. Which is a good but, thing for us. I know. Exactly. To be honest, but I, I'm cool with this. I would say, yeah. In comparison, because uh-huh. we are kind of in that Folgers Maxwell House echelon, like that's the sphere that this is running in. Right. I would say of that realm, man, Dunkin' Donuts or a donut shop blend where it's like trying to be like Dunkin' Donuts yeah. is probably the best. It's yeah, safest bet. Yeah. However, also it helps that it was made in the V60 uh, type yeah. thing. Right, we're doing our best here. Right, yeah. It's really weak and brewed this week. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, like if someone had this like in a pump, I'd probably go back for. A yeah, you would. You wouldn't you think know? twice. Yeah, put it yeah. in a pump. Yeah, pump. The only put if it it's in, in a pump. pump. I'll only that's, drink it if you pump it. That's just what this. <laughs> that's just what this uh, <laughs> coffee is is making me think of. Is yeah mass produced you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's yeah, in yeah. one of those right pump caress right yeah. right so we we'll come pump. back to this let's let this cool give it a fair mm. uh give, give it a fair it go here yeah and uh we'll we'll come back around and uh and bean it yep so we're but, looking uh, at 30 over thirty-seven thousand mcdonald's in the world dang that's a lot of different stores yeah why yes. did I feel like the number was should be so much bigger? I kind of am <clears throat> feeling that as well. Like after hearing eight thousand Dunkin' Donuts, like uh, they're but by comparison, they're nothing compared to McDonald's. Yeah, you can find a McDonald's literally. But everywhere. I guess that is like four times plus. Yeah, yeah. Which still doesn't seem right to me. I want it to be such an egregious number. Did you know that no two countries that have a Dunkin' Donuts have ever gone to war with each other? <laughs> really yes <laughs> well now well, we know why I mean, yeah <laughs> congratulations <Common denominator>, yeah <laughs> bringing people together congrats <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice. cheers cheers to you guys thanks donkeys for the uh coffee <laughs> thanks to donkey. if you'd like to sponsor the podcast yeah Duncan charge a nominal fee yeah. <laughs> we'll probably say yeah. no because it's not really our I mean, if they, ethos, I don't know. At this point, I'm desperate enough. Okay. Yeah, if they, <laughs> we'll roundtable it. If they solicited an ad, I Man. would, I would say whatever they want. Real uh, talk, <laughs> real talk. Chris comes to us and he says, "Boys, I've been talking from a rep from Duncan. <laughs> they want to sponsor the podcast. Are you gonna be like, well, that's just not our vibe? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm way in. I'm way in. So we'll be waiting for the mail. Yeah. The snail um, mail. Yeah, the snail mail. Because it's Duncan. 
pretty good they're email. Not, they're not emailing people. Right. 1950. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, boys. <laughs> but I like where you're going with that. The 1950 thing. That yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was I nice. just wanted to point that, that out. Like, oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, hey, yeah. Cheers to that. Live music. Live music. Do you like it? So, I have the exact. I have the exact quotation. Okay. And it is live music is uncomfortable and unenjoyable. Wow. And the way I'm reading this is it's unenjoyable. It's, it's uncomfortable. Because un- it's un or it's unenjoyable because it's uncomfortable. Mm. I think is is probably mm. that's at least how I'm interpreting it. Or is like, it right? uncomfortable because it's unenjoyable and you're not comfortable doing something you don't enjoy? That could be it. But that seems or, or is less. it both? I mean, yeah. you know, you could take it either way. Yeah, really. So that's a hot take. That is a hot take for sure. Yeah. Do you like live and music, Chris? I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy it. I think a lot of times it's the better way to enjoy music. Whoa. But not for every every type of up. music and every song. Like it's. But I think for some genres and for some bands, it's better live. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like blues music. Mm. Like I'm talking like traditional blues. If you did like yeah. Chicago style, like yeah. you got to listen to it live to really fully enjoy right. it. Right. Deep dish. Fred Armisen would exactly. probably have something to say about that. Oh, what? What do you? Do you remember? No. What did he say about? Man, if you're listening to the podcast and you're a musician, go watch Stand Up for Drummers. I don't remember what he said about the it's blues. Not, it's not funny all the way through, but the moments that are funny are 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, the blues is great, and everyone says they love the blues. But when you listen to the blues, about 30 seconds to a minute in, you want to go listen to something right. else. <laughs> and then he does an impression of him being at a festival hearing blues, and he just plays a blues track and like looks engaged and then like walks away. Yeah. <laughs> he also does the where he plays a jazz track. Yeah. And he says, "All right, raise your hand when just be honest, raise your hand when you're not interested anymore." Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like, I don't know, it's not very far into the song. No. <laughs> and that was and the whole joke. That is a that good bit, but I disagreed fundamentally. Right. Whereas the blues yeah. thing, even though I love playing blues, I can kind of under like yeah. everyone's heard the blues <laughs> yeah. i feel like but when when people say that when they see the blues that way or any i mean any kind of like i don't know maybe simpler genre or yeah. genre that takes one motif and just uses it yeah. the whole time because it is pretty narrow as you got 12 bar that, and that's then the you generally stick within yeah. that yeah um but like once you hear like a real like a great blues oh, artist yeah. oh, who yeah. like also sings right like they're doing stuff in an interesting way the whole time, mm-hmm. as, but like that's like kind of few and far between. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of just like I don't know. Everybody's playing a shuffle, a twelve bar shuffle the entire night. Probably an A. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Kingfish. Kingfish. Mm-hmm. Kingfish is my dude. That's what yeah, I was lately. gonna say. Is like if there's one up and coming blues musician right now, it's probably Kingfish. Yeah, and he's got the soul for it you yeah, know what i'm saying does. yeah he also has the width for it That's he true, does yeah. have the width he has a lot of width he can handle the music <laughs> he, <laughs> so he, plays. he can absorb it and <laughs> has the mass to contain yeah. it <laughs> if you haven't heard kingfish go listen yeah. to what's his kingfish ingram which is which is what's his first name 
Kingfish. Uh, I guess he just goes by Kingfish, but it's something Kingfish. If you Ingram. if you look up Kingfish, he'll yeah. he'll yeah, pop up. He's a great guitarist, so, like, great singer. Fender is putting him on their ads yeah, that's now. Right, yeah, he's uh, sponsored by Fender. It was his version of um, "Don't Let the Devil Ride." That's true. That I listened to that made me say, "Yo, I want to play this." Oh, really? Yeah. And then we ended up playing and we, Bodun Johnson. Yeah, yeah, what's his it's name? Like the regular version, but I, I mean, it's similar. Yeah, Kingfish. So Leo Chris Budwatch. Tone Ingram. Chris Tone. Oh, okay. He's because he's got he's Chris Tones. And then also King Mackerel came up as another suggested. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Kingfish. Yeah. You know, if you're well, King Mackerel is also known as a Kingfish. King Shellfish. It? Yes, it is. So oh, there like, you go. If you're going Kingfishing. You're catching King Mackerel. A King Tuna. It's a, it's a serious king sport. King Trout. We're over here looking at pictures of King Mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're done with to, you guys. Back to the live yeah. music thing. So do you find live music uncomfortable? No, I don't find it uncomfortable unless someone's doing badly. Mm, okay. Well, so then you have felt uncomfortable. Yes, but not like across the board. Like if it's live, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But if it's a bad performance... Yes, I, I'll feel embarrassed for them. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna ask that. Yeah, yeah. Because you generally say that about a bad performance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. You're embarrassed for them. Yeah, I, I just feel embarrassed for them. I think like, I don't one want time to be there where I remember distinctly being uncomfortable in a live performance was at our first gig. <laughs> the yeah. uh, solo artist who immediately followed us was just. Oh, man just drunk as a skunk my dude and his guitar was out of tune and he kept trying to tune it and i think he just quit just halfway through yeah, the quit. second song and it was i was, it was uncomfortable, uncomfortable then yeah. but at the same time it was kind of enjoyable in a like schadenfreude kind of a way right <laughs> <laughs> i remember getting uncomfortable at the point where i tried to like like kind of like let me make some noise. Yeah. Encourage the guy. No, He's out it. here trying his best and nobody like followed me. <laughs> but he he stood up there and said, guys, this is only my second time ever playing in front of people. I started hooping and hollering yeah. and like, hey, you got it. And looked around like, come on, guys. But the and thing was, nobody, everyone else, arms crossed, just looking at dude. And it was his own crew. Yeah. Who was like, <laughs> it was his homies. I mean, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, shout out. To our boy. To our boy for doing that. He he had the guts. He, he had the it, guts. You know? And he did it. Dan, are you uncomfortable at concerts? I think the main way that I become uncomfortable at concerts is things are just like so loud. Yeah. And now that I've got my like flat re- EQ response earplugs, yeah. no worries. But even when we were at the Bluegrass Festival, which just happened last month, yeah, when you know when we're right in front of those line arrays at Red Hat, and I'm with her was playing, yeah, 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 it was loud, even all the way in the back, like we I were. Think, I think I've decided because after like the more shows I go to that like have a touring like uh, uh, sound engineer, yeah. Or audio engineer, uh, they it's just most of the time it's super shrill. Yeah, they're in the trying top to, end. Yeah, and I think it's because their hearing is gone, and you lose your hearing starting at <laughs> yeah. starting at the top end. Yeah, starting yeah. at the top, <laughs> and so they're boosting it so it sounds good in their ears. Yeah, and we're back there losing our hearing exactly. currently. 
um, yeah. from that. What's the average decibels for like a rock concert? Didn't they say it's something like 110, 120 yeah. on average, but yeah. you start to sustain damage at, at 85? 85, 90. It depends 90, on what you yeah. sustain for yeah. a certain amount of time. But that's a yeah. that's a little bit of a misleading... Um, that gets thrown around a lot. And right. I've heard that before. Yeah. But it's a little bit of a misleading uh, benchmark for hearing loss because... If you were listening to something 80 dB sustained for like whatever it is, four hours right. that you have to, yeah, yeah. it'd have to be like white noise. That's a consistent right. 80 dB for four hours. No one's going to do that. Man. And music. I mean, well, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, well, let me take that back. Experience. <laughs> There's a lot of people yeah. out there <laughs> in the world. Uh, my new word for the people is don't listen to white noise for four hours at 80 dB. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But Lies. music being a dynamic audio experience, yeah. you don't, your ears get that break and that's right. what's important. So, but that that's not to say that when you're peaking at like 120, like most rock concerts are, right. that that's not causing hearing damage because it is. But it's kind of a, it's one of those things where it's kind of a like really simplified to get that number of 80 dB. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I was, so I, on my, I have a dB meter, like a spectrum yeah. analyzer on my phone and it gives oh. OSHA and, uh, NIOSH their guidelines, which are yeah. slightly different. OSHA says anything 90 and above, like you gotta, you gotta watch out for, yeah. which, which is fair. And at 90 dB, like a sustained noise at 90 dB, they say you can handle eight hours of it. Oh, okay. That's, that's a long but time. But the other, the other uh, one that's a lot of drone. says eight hours at 85 dB. Yeah. So like a, a true 90 dB is not actually super damaging for, yeah. for a while. But it's once you start getting up high, like 100 dBs. Uh, let's see. OSHA says 100 dB, two hours, 115 15 minutes yeah and then it just goes down from there like um exponentially so at like 120 you have like five minutes yeah um so like if you're if your performance is averaging 120 db yeah i mean that's then like oh yeah that's damaging yeah that's not gonna take take long to kill your hearing yeah yeah anyways so things are probably too loud yeah in that sense it's uncomfortable like physically, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's what uh, the uh, I would imagine the person that might that might be part of it. I interpreted sure. that as more of a social could be discomfort, yeah. Because again, that's the other thing about concerts that I don't know if there's a way out of this. But you go to a concert unless you're paying like premium seats, man. You're sandwiched in there, yeah, sardine style. <laughs> Everyone's sweating and it hasn't even started yet. Oh man. And it turns out a lot of people don't really like that. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah. It turns out. <laughs> because the more I go to, the more I run into people who are like mad that I'm standing so close to them. <laughs> man. And there's no other option. No. But they start they giving you the the side eye and their deep sign and like kind of nudging at you and trying to move away, but there's no there's no options yeah. here. No. There's no getting around it. Yeah. It does seem like there are a lot of <laughs> annoyances that come along with like, if you're doing like music at bars or just like packed places, like bigger venues, I feel like tend to, 
be a little more open and like they know how to handle traffic flow and like they have yep, everyone right. has a seat, which is a different kind of thing. But when you're all like packed in, that that is uncomfortable. I agree. But the the music part of it, which I which that's what I'm focusing on, like watching someone perform music live does not make me uncomfortable unless they're like yeah. doing bad. Well, so that's what I was getting to is that it's worth it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Now those things don't really make me uncomfortable because I think I prepare myself mentally to be standing <laughs> in a sea of 500 people. If I go like the Ritz, for instance, standing room only, there's going to be a bunch of people in there. Yeah. yeah. You just got to know you're going to have to get in there early and fight for position. Can I, can I say this? Yeah, you can I say don't this. I like the Ritz as a venue. <laughs> yeah. I, they, great bands perform there. Right. And so I go, but every time I'm just like, man, it's like the stage is too high. So I'm always the stage like looking is pretty up, high and the, the speakers are like right at your ear. Like it's oh, yeah. not, it's not, it's so it's always, it always feels louder than it actually is. And the room is relatively small. And yeah. so everybody, I don't, it just, it's, and then there's a big pillar in the middle of the room too. Is the Ritz where we saw mute math? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. At then, mute math, we had a pretty good spot. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We, I think but you we, can't move. No. Because that was the thing. It's like, here we are. Because the amoeba just <laughs> yeah. envelops you. But you're here. So yeah, that, I don't I don't love the Ritz. Yeah, it's... It's one of the more uncomfortable I've had, venues. I've had mixed experiences. I like going there, again, because the bands I like tend to come and play there. And I've had, like, if I'm further back, the sound is always better. Yeah. But this last time I was there... We couldn't get close enough to the middle, so we were right in front of the the loudspeakers. <laughs> oh yeah, on the one side, and the first band, the opener, sounded great because they mixed. They didn't mix them like true stereo. Oh yeah, but the second band, I couldn't tell if they were either mixed true stereo or if Homeboy's cab, the guitar player, he had his cab set up right in front of me. Oh man. And also his side of the speakers right in front of me. The only thing I heard the entire time was just his guitar. <laughs> yeah. Was he good? Was the were the guitar parts good? I mean, yeah, they were good, but who was it? There was a lot more to it. Uh this was Deaf Heaven. Oh, okay. Which, you know, uh, they're a big thing about their sound is like uh guitars in harmony. Okay. And when you can't hear the other one, it's like, yeah, I don't really <laughs> this yeah, song isn't really making sense to me right now. Dang. So in that sense, yeah, that that kind of sucked. Yeah. So but. live music is uncomfortable. Well, <laughs> I think in live music, yeah. it's it's almost like it's a gamble in the sense that there's so many factors that could go wrong, right? Yeah. the The crowd could be crazy. You know, the mix might be bad. The band might be great, but sometimes you get an engineer who just you know just mixes poorly, right? Or, turns the highs up because they don't have any hearing left or right. whatever or the band which might be great in the studio just kind of doesn't do well live like right? dragon force like which dragon that, force <laughs> to me that's like that's the that's the that's cool the, thing that's what makes seeing live music better is because they might be bad <laughs> exactly. like like seeing someone yeah. like them taking the chance, like I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like what I was saying earlier, like about live music from, like some genres being better. Yeah. Mostly genres that are like use a lot of improv. Yeah. That's what you want to see that live because it changes every time exactly. they play it. It's and yeah. they might mess up, and that's part of the fun. Yeah. Like it's like they're taking chances. Yeah. And doing different stuff, and so that that to me is what makes it better. Yeah. Than recorded music, some music you just want to be the record. 
Yeah. You know? And that's the thing yeah. is it is a gamble, but like the payoff can be, can be right. even better by far than just like sitting at home yeah. with your headphones on. Yeah. To me, music belongs in the live sphere, mm. like a hundred percent. And all of it. I think ideally. Okay. Ideally. So I've always enjoyed the live performance or iteration of a song more than the recorded, like the studio mastered version. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you. And mm-hmm. I feel like, so like for us talking about writing more music, recording more music to me, that is a stepping stone to playing live more. Yeah. Like I want to write this yeah, series yeah. of songs, record them and release them in order for people to hear them and get excited about coming to see them live. Yeah. D- you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, but I, I guess not everybody feels that way yeah. and they'd rather just sit and listen to, and I don't know if that's a personality thing or if it's like, you really do prefer like the clean and polished, well rehearsed, like all the kinks are hammered out of it sitting yeah, in your home listening right. to the record. It, and that's what some people prefer. I think there's some things that do that are going to do better like on a record. Yeah. yeah. But most of the stuff that we play and even listen to is probably more geared towards a live performance. Yeah. Like I think like both, what? Well, like what what belongs on a record? I don't I feel like a lot of one like a lot of a lot of hip hop does better on a record yeah and then also a lot of like maybe some like softer or like ethereal type of stuff where you need like close mics gained up really high yeah. to get all those like sounds that's going to do better on a record like um there's a guy named um uh oh gosh Bill Frizzell he's a guitarist uh, jazz guitarist, but he also he's done a lot of like he just does like weird like avant-garde stuff. Yeah. And he'll do records that's just solo guitar. And that I can't imagine ever <laughs> him being able to pull that off live. Yeah. But on the record it sounds awesome. And he yeah. can he can do cool miking techniques that does really weird stereo stuff. He's got three amps going at one time. Yeah. And that's what creates the sound experience that's just not gonna work live. That sounds like such an awesome live show though. If they were able to pull it off. <laughs> yeah, but they like, could do it. like when you've got like you, it's just the recording techniques, but the thing is, most yeah. people can't tell that, and so yeah. I feel like maybe people wouldn't even go see him see for it. that live. They would just <laughs> yeah. see him because he's Bill Frizzell. Yeah, I think that the what your point, what it sounds like you're trying to make is that there's different experiences that can be offered through a live right. show, right. yeah, but also through like a studio recording yeah. something yes. or an album yeah that so, something that i was gonna you probably couldn't recreate live yeah exactly yeah and so uh, along those lines something that i've been thinking about lately that i want to hit quickly and get your uh hit it get your oh, uh your take on so i think i don't like when i see a band live and it seems like the sounds that are being made on stage have been made quieter than they are naturally. Hmm. So mainly it's like if drums are in a cage yeah, right. and like they're being attenuated, 
it doesn't feel natural. At that point, it's like, okay, might as well listen to a record because that's the whole, like a record can make it sound live and real yeah. while making it quieter. You can listen to it whatever volume you want because that's the, there's the art in like the recording process. Yeah. But when it's live, I want to hear, I want to hear the instrument at its natural volume, like in its natural state. And then you can take it, normally you need to amplify it to make it work for the number of people that are there. Sometimes you don't though. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you're, if it's live, it needs to be like, you need to be hearing the instrument in like the, the actual sound it makes, yeah. not it like dumbed down. And then obviously that, in, that includes like you, you have to EQ it to make it fit in the band. And that's part of the experience too, but not taking it and like putting the drums, like dampening the whole thing. Basically, to make it sound like it's it's in create a studio environment to give it that polish. Yeah, Yeah. I think from a live music, like musicianship standpoint, and like authentic live performance standpoint, one hundred percent agree. But from audio engineer, (laughs) from an audio engineer, which is a big part of my job, could not disagree more because I want (laughs) I want the listener to have like the best experience, right? And sometimes you just won't get the best mix with a live drum kit. And I think the main thing that decides that is just the size of the venue you're in. Right. There's a lot of small bars that we play that I'm like, you know, the people who are listening are just getting cymbals. Yeah. Like a lot of cymbals. (laughs) I almost think in those situations, you should just get instruments that are quieter. Yeah. And I would agree that like a a folk duo way better suited in the sense that it feels more authentic than putting drums in a cage. Cause like, I, I feel like the idea with live music is you, you're playing music to the room. Yeah. And like, you're not trying to like just recreate the record. Yeah. On stage. Yeah. It's a unique thing. And you're yeah, trying yeah. to It's going to change no matter where, like depending where you are, it'll yeah. change the no what matter you do where you are. No matter where you are. It'll stay the same it'll st- and it'll sound like yeah. a studio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like each room, each crowd, each performance is going to be a yeah. unique thing. And one of the cool things about live music is being able to respond to that. Whereas you put a record on, it's going to sound the same. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. But I mean, Sam, you are the one who has to go inside a cage. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'll say this. Of all the places that we had to play at, the place that least needed a drum cage around it was at the Tin Roof, (laughs) which is the only one that did. That did. Which I get it because they're trying to curate a more like, oh, you can come and eat your dinner and hang here and there's live music and we don't want to like, because the tables were like 10 feet away from the stage. I get the point, but at like second wind and we played at another really small place recently. I don't remember what Uh, it was, but I just remember it being pretty tight. House of Hops was kind of tight too. We were outside, outside, so there was more open air, but still I felt like it was a little unnecessary. It was on the edge. Just listening to the previous band, I was like, man, I sure could use a little bit more cymbals (laughs) in this mix. Yeah. Yeah. But in Tin Roof? Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. totally the the drums were like in a different room. They just had that muted. Yeah, I don't know. And also, yeah. like it sucked because even though it's clear and I could I could see y'all, 
Like I didn't feel like I could see y'all. Oh, because it we weren't connected. Because well, it was dirty. It was like smudged. It was really dirty. (laughs) Which the joint, the joint is brand new, so I can only assume that was like used gear. Yeah, but yeah, it was pretty dirty. So, like it's. I think the problem is, is you're using it to attenuate the like the instrument. Yeah. As opposed to just trying to make it so more sound can come out of the house. Yeah. Right. That's fine. Like if you can. If you can make it just so people are hearing more out of the house and less off the stage, that's fine. Like I but then get that. you kind of have yeah. to expect people to like bring earplugs, right? So I, I mean, in that situation, I feel like they shouldn't even have a full drum kit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like if you don't want the volume of a drum kit, don't have a drum kit. That's true. Because it's just like for yeah. me, it takes away from the experience. The average person doesn't care. Yeah. So you know what, Tin Roof, you can keep your drum kit. <laughs> yeah. Says it's okay. But I, this is. You know, this is me airing my grievances. Yeah, if you're going to air them out, if you're going to do me the honor of backlining a DW collector's kit, that's true. At least, let I mean, I'll let you, I'll let well, I was going to say, I'll let you get away with having a, a cage in front oh, of so it. Oh, so it was a good <laughs> kit. Yeah, a I mean, it was a nice, kit. it was a nice kit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let him get away with that. That's pretty good. You um, can have this one. <laughs> I guess, I guess some closing thoughts. Well, let's, let's review the coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, we'll, beans. we'll offer our closing thoughts in our yeah. final minutes here. Duncan. Out of ten, I think Adds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a four out of ten. Okay, because it was like just under being middle of the road. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking the same thing. Like not, it's in that range of a Folgers Maxwell House kind of a thing. Like it has those notes to it. Yeah, which I think are what a lot of people associate with like just classic coffee right. taste. Like you know something to put your cream and sugar in kind yeah, of a situation. Yeah, a carrier. Um, however, I think there, those flavors can be either like sour and cardboardy and papery, or they can be a little chocolatey, a little silty, yeah. a little, that burnt flavor can actually taste good sometimes. I think yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, of all of those type of coffees, hits the nail on the head. Yeah. Yeah. If we were rating it out of bad coffees, yeah, I would say I'm like 10. Yeah. yeah. It's (laughs) best bad coffee. But since we're comparing it to all the other great coffees we've had, I've got a, I'm four, four out of 10. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, which is a fairly high score for what it is. Yeah. 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 Because there, there is definitely some bitterness that I didn't want. Also (laughs) knowing that this was a weaker brew, slightly under extracted, it's still taste. It's still like dried out my mouth. It does dry out. My mouth is super dry. (laughs) (laughs) This tastes like coffee when it's over extracted with the mouth feel of under extracted beans. Which is just a nasty combo. It's just a sign that. <laughs> and also, I know that I gave the Apollo from Counterculture like a six and a half. Yeah. And I don't want to give this anywhere near. No. no, no. <laughs> yeah. So th- yeah, this is just slightly under, completely neutral. Yep. At a four. If I've ever rated one of the other coffees we've done a four, I don't think with you the exception think of that bourbon barrel, bourbon one. barrel. Even that was. That, that one's. I, I feel like that one's. About what did the we same rate the me. bourbon barrel? It was net positive. Uh, Whatever it was, five. Yeah, we were still yeah, on five. around a five or okay, six. Okay, good. I was worried that I put another one at the four, and I was going to no. apologize <laughs> because I never knew no. that we but would that actually be tasting. Was kind of like Duncan. If this is a sin of omission, uh-huh. then the bourbon barrel was like a sin of commission, where yeah. it's like remission. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. This a is much. like just sliding by 
by being not too bad. Yeah. The bourbon barrel was like, there's just so much was, going was, on. Was, I'd probably drink the barrel out. though over this. I drink yeah. the barrel. It's more interesting. Yeah. I think I might rather have this. Depends on That's the That's a hot take. You heard it here first, wow. folks. We'll set that on uh let's argue that for next fire. time. All right. So uh yeah. Close us. Just a final sentence or two. Live music. It's about the performance. Yeah. It's about the live experience that I prefer. I have fun at concerts. Never uncomfortable. You're <laughs> dead wrong. I'm so sorry. Li- even even mediocre live music. Still I'd probably still rather go to that. Yeah. If then if that upsets you, um, you. you can you can leave. You can unsubscribe. This is a, a fun uh, yeah, don't, safe don't zone for you <laughs> to voice your, your opinions. This is a safe house. But that's a good less argue. Less. Yeah, less. <laughs> less, less argue. argue. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, was that it for you guys? I mean, you air out all your I feel like I, opinions. I said everything I yeah, want to say. Good. And a more. mediocre Good. live performance is definitely more interesting. Exactly. However, yeah. listening to like a really quality album that has been crafted and put together is definitely a better musical experience. Right. So I think there's some give and take there, but I think live music is worth it. Yeah. Because it's a unique experience. And exactly. In 2019, that's harder and harder to find. Oh man, yeah. So oh, did I not need to? Did I take it too far? So, no, 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 I, no, I was with you. you. Kids don't know Chris, nowadays. Yeah, Chris wants these to throw TikTok, shade. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you kid, you TikToking, Snapchatting, save uh, the turtles, emoji sending uh, these reusable metal yeah. straw looking kids. <laughs> so join us next time <laughs> on the next topic. That we're about to do right now. Wait, no, don't tell. But it's a I'm secret. I'm not going to tell you what it is because oh. I don't know what it is. But we're we're breaking the fourth wall right now. A lot at the same time. Yeah, it's a secret that we've broken we, we many times. Uh, come see us in May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so far. Yeah. I'm blanking on the other You'll dates. You'll probably see those dates. Yeah. Um, we've got other dates coming. Yeah, we'll see. But I forget what they are. So. You'll, you'll see. Check out yeah, our Instagram. You'll, you'll see. Instagram. We have a live music highlight. We're great. You'll see. It says live on it. That's where you can see all yeah. of our live. dates. Actually, live. it's pronounced live. Oh, it's pronounced live. Yeah, where well, yeah. you can live at our concerts for a night. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. We'll catch you on the bop. Yep. Yeah.